everybody, it's Kendra, the vet tech here today to talk about utilization of veterinary technicians in small animal practice. And with me today, our guest speaker is Dr. Heather Hauser. So welcome, Dr. Hauser. You want to tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. Thanks for having me. I am going on three years as a veterinarian. I graduated from Tufts University in Massachusetts in 2017 and worked at a mixed animal practice for two, two and a half years before transitioning to a small animal only practice in the state of Washington in October of last year. So I'm going on six months as a small animal vet. Awesome. Well, today our structure and thoughts for today was we were going to kind of break down technicians' daily big tasks into into a few large categories and then go into a little more detail within each category. So we'll go ahead and get started here today with talking about just routine appointments. So my definition of just routine appointments would be what we consider healthy pet appointments. So puppies coming in for vaccines, senior pets, right, coming in for their blood work and urine. So that's that's what I think or what comes to my mind. Yeah, I would agree with that. Definitely our our preventive care appointments often come in with problems as we all know. Um, <laughs> but routine appointments are uh, pets that we're seeing at least once to twice a year and that are on the schedule ahead of time. Yeah. And so when we have those routine appointments, what as a DVM, and I'd like to to broach this subject multiple times today from multiple different viewpoints, because what I really want folks to hear is the doctor's opinion and point of view on utilizing technicians. And when I say technician, I'm using it in the sense of a credentialed technician. So here in Washington, we're called licensed veterinary technicians. So you might hear that term dropped a couple times by Dr. Hauser and myself throughout this episode. So Dr. Hauser, when we're talking about routine appointments, tell me from a veterinarian's point of view, what is your expectation from a technician? Yeah. So at my practice, we utilize our LVTs very heavily, um, and they're often utilized uh, for same day kind of urgent appointments and surgeries and emergencies. And then they help a lot behind the scenes with our routine appointments. So generally an assistant is going in the room with the veterinarian. And then when the exam has been completed, bringing the pet to the back or staying in the room kind of on a case by case basis. And the veterinary technician then is helping the assistant to complete all of the treatments or rather the assistant is helping the technician. Um, <laughs> to complete all the treatments on the pet, whether that is sample collection, vaccination, or doing your cytologies, in-house laboratory work like that. Great. Yeah. And so sample collection, that would be blood, fecal sample collections, so or or urine, like we talked about with the, the senior pets. So utilizing those skills pretty heavily, making sure we're getting those samples collected appropriately. And, and that's been my experience also in small animal practice is, you know, technicians being utilized heavily for their skills, but sometimes in my experience, they're more involved than say the assistant with, you know, going in and having that client contact and collecting history and whatnot. So some of that is dependent on the clinic that you're working for and, and their practices and their structures and how they prefer to utilize their staff. So the next thing that I kind of wanted to get into here, which you already mentioned, are the problem appointments. So not everything is happy and wonderful and cute little puppies and vaccines. So 
tell me again, as a veterinarian, from your point of view and your perspective, what are your expectations and how you utilize a technician with your, your problem appointment? Yeah. So we, um, utilize our technicians and rely on them very heavily in this department, especially a lot of our problem appointments are same days or kind of urgent things that weren't on the schedule ahead of time. So we utilize our technicians to get a history, do a lot of the owner communication up front, um, as well as create a preliminary treatment plan. They're triaging that pet and doing a preliminary physical exam and usually chatting with the owner ahead of time about what the veterinarian is likely to recommend. And that way, by the time that I'm talking to the owner, they already have a general idea of what their pet is in for that day um, and what kind of the next recommended steps are going to be. Uh, so if we have a vomiting kitty come in, the technician is going to get a really solid history on how that pet has been doing at home, any exposure to foreign objects, if they like to eat hair bands, things like that. <laughs> Um, and then they're likely going to be discussing blood work and x-rays with the owner. Um, and that's before I've even seen the pet or talked to the owner. And then they're going over treatment plan, estimate for care, and all of that, and then communicating that to me. Um, so we rely super heavily on technicians to do communication with the owner in terms of getting a history, talking about the treatment plan, and also discharge at the end of the day to go home. Yeah, and that, you know, from my experience... I would speak to the same truths here. So we've hit communication a couple of times and we'll, we'll go into that specific topic a little bit later in this episode, but that's kind of the difference we're coming into with the problem cases is a lot of that communication comes more into play. It's a technician's job as one of the educated staff members that understands the why behind things to be able to explain why we need to take radiographs or x-rays on your vomiting cat and, and things of that nature. Yeah. And so, I, I think it definitely helps owners to hear everything multiple times too, and to have it explained in different ways. So absolutely. Um, it's, it's super helpful for when I talk to them, you know, sometimes owners will say, that's great, do it before I even talk to them. And then in those cases, the technician is able to draw blood and get x-rays and I can actually just call the owner with results, talk about next steps. But if the owner is hesitant, the first time it's broached to them, it's very helpful to have somebody lay the groundwork. And then I go in and recommend usually pretty much the same thing. <laughs> yeah. um, and uh, But it helps to hear it multiple times to really relay the importance of it to the owner too. Yeah, that's true. That's a very good point. It gives them a little bit of time to kind of think about things, mull things over and Maybe even in my experience, they're a little bit better prepared with questions for the DVM. Yeah. If the technician has already explained everything, everything really well and the clients are already educated, then they have some time to think about their questions that they have. And it kind of pairs down the extra time that you are going to need. You know, you don't need all that extra time to explain to clients. They've already got all that. Like you said, groundwork is already in place. Yeah, for sure. And I feel like problem patients really gets us nicely into our a good segue into our next topic that I had down here for hospitalized patients. Again, as a technician, my experience with hospitalized patients is they already have their diagnosis. We already know why they're with us. They typically already have, we call them orders laid out. So the orders being they need this medication this many times per day this far apart. We need temperatures, heart rates, 
on this patient this many times per day, they need to eat this. So that's a general breakdown of what orders are and hospitalized pets usually already have those. And a technician is just supposed to alert a DVM if we see a change in status. So that is kind of the breakdown of what the hospitalized patient is. And that's one of the more technician heavy patients that we have. Yeah, definitely. I think especially in clinics where there are multiple shifts, having technicians round each other. So the technician that was monitoring the patient overnight, rounding a technician that will be caring for the patient during the day. There's a lot of really valuable information that goes from tech to tech. And then the technician who is monitoring that patient and doing treatments for that patient throughout the day is really an advocate for that pet as well. Um, And noticing changes and bringing those to the attention of the doctor, noticing whether that pet is painful and going to the doctor asking for some pain medication or requesting to, you know, is it okay to offer food? Can we do this? Can we do that? And is a, a super valuable part of the vet patient client technician team. <laughs> Good job. Yeah. That was, that's a tricky relationship to, to talk out. So hospitalized patients. And then the fourth kind of big category that I had down is surgery. And, and that's a really big one. That is an area where technicians are very heavily utilized for their skills with general anesthesia. There are some elective procedures such as dentistry where the entire procedure can be performed by a licensed technician. Uh, doctor just needs to be on the premise for such things. So this, the surgery area, the general anesthesia area, is something where technicians, they just have their hands in that from A to Z. So doing the preliminary exam when the patient gets checked in in the morning, doing that communication with the client, talking to them about the procedure, walking them through it, what to expect, the costs associated with it, calculating pre-medications, administering pre-medications, and then we go all the way to recovery. So, so this is something that technicians just are heavily involved in throughout the day. We just call just, the doctors, right? Dr. Yeah. Hauser? Like <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. I show up um, when it's time to cut, which is I feel like a, a princess sometimes, but the technicians are fantastic on surgery days about managing patient flow and setting the, I mean, they set the schedule for the entire day. We're not bound to appointments on surgery days the same way uh, that we are looking at a calendar the other days. So they have to have really good time management skills, know how long it's going to take a pet to get sleepy after they give them pre-meds, get a catheter placed, know how long it's going to take to get that patient ready for surgery and recovered, prepare discharge instructions and medications to go home. And again, communicating all of that to the owner at the end of the day. And then just communicating value of the care as well. So especially you mentioned dental procedures, chatting with owners after a dental procedure about, you know, this is what we did today. This is why it's important. This is how you can take care of your pet's teeth at home. Yeah. So discharge, that brings us to communication. We have touched on communication multiple times throughout the little episode here so far. Communication is a huge part of what licensed technicians do. So the drop-offs, when the patients are dropped off, we talked about collecting history from the clients. Callbacks are another thing. They're usually called different names at different clinics, but calling clients, checking on patients after their vaccines, if they're doing okay, uh, after a diagnosis, make sure they're recovering well, after surgery, make sure they're recovering well, and then discharge, like we talked about with surgical patients. So 
making sure that clients understand what their pet was here for and what that recovery is going to look like. So what medications they need to be given, why they need to be given those medications. Any, any other thoughts on that, Dr. Hauser, that, about communication is a super important part of what we do as tech. Yeah, I think, I think you hit on the high points there and, um, you know, the advantage to having technicians in your practice uh, is you all have fantastic training and understand the whys. And I think especially with preventative care education, so things like dental care and vaccines and parasite control, those are things we really rely on our technicians to discuss with clients, having a, a great understanding of the the whys that we do those things really drives those points home to clients. And a couple other things that I just wanted to touch on in utilizing technicians in in especially small animal practice is a lot of small animal practices. I mean, truthfully, I don't know of any small animal practice that I've had contact with that didn't utilize technician appointments. Technician appointments are such an easy way for technicians to add more value to a practice. And one of, one of the more common ones is doing something like puppy, puppy vaccines. So puppies have to come in for their vaccine series that could end up being three to four total visits. So what can happen is they can come to their first visit, meet with a DVM, get established with the clinic, get that relationship established. And then for the next vaccines in their series or the rest of the vaccines in their series, as long as the puppy remains healthy, they can just come into the clinic and see it. So this is great. You know, it builds that rapport with the technicians. It gives that client another point of contact other than their DVM, a person they can trust and talk about their pet with within the clinic, within the practice. And it also takes some things off the DVM plate. So I think these are great. And you probably have some other input or other things that that tech appointments are utilized for within your practice too, Dr. Hauser. Yeah, we for sure utilize technicians heavily for those puppy and kitten wellness exams. And again, another place where discussion of care with owners is a super important part of that job. That's a time when I think people... most tech appointments are just <laughs> us counseling them on like what to feed their yes. puppy and what chew toys are acceptable, but that's okay. That's very important though. We want to save, save their teeth for future. So, um, and those are, are really important. I like that you said kind of bonding the clients to the clinic as well. Another point of contact for them. Cause I think that is really important. Our clients love seeing the same people when they come in and that includes seeing their same technician and a technician that knows their puppy or kitten and knows what toys, um, or food treats that puppy and kitten really enjoy when they come in. Another place we really use our technicians with those appointments is for side point injections. So that's another yeah, great point yeah. of contact where if the owner comes in regularly um, and we know that pet, uh, the technician can say, hey, this dog, their skin was looking great six weeks ago and today it's not looking good. What's changed? Have a discussion with the owner and then potentially if that need, pet needs an appointment, advocate for that pet to get care. Absolutely. That's a great point. Yeah. Keeping, keeping our thumb or keeping our eye on some of these chronic things with patients by having contact with an educated staff member. Yeah. That's a great point. But yeah, I, you know, I, I enjoyed tech appointments personally because I do like that extra bond it gives you. I I had several good clients that I consider good clients to myself as a technician, just because I had so many of these little one-on-one, you know, for Cytopoint or things of that nature. And and that really adds value 
as a technician and, and some job satisfaction there as well. Yeah, for sure. I believe so. And then we had one last point that we were going to talk about here. I think that was more unique to your clinic, uh, tech box for, yeah. it sounds like, and that can be kind of a miscellaneous catch all, but we have what we call the technician box. And so there it's a, a catch-all place where doctors, receptionists can place requests that come through. So anything from prescription refills to prescription requests to lab result callbacks. And oftentimes we'll put notes on there uh, kind of if we have any specific requests, but it's something that I know I can put it there and a technician will take care of it and it will get done and there'll be great follow through on it. So it kind of helps us stay organized and Technicians will get to it throughout the day as they have time, which is sometimes not until the very end of the day. (laughs) And in that you did phrase that very well with the tech box thing that it's other miscellaneous things. So even though we kind of very briefly touched on the big things that technicians do throughout the day, the big things that our time is taken up by, there are still these other little things, right? Doctor needs doctor needs you to do this for them or check on that for them, or can you refill this prescription for Mrs. Smith and Fluffy? And so there are lots of other little tiny things that take up our day. And hopefully throughout other episodes, we'll kind of spell out some of these other things here. This is just kind of a big grand summary to get us started on our podcast series here. So before we part today, though, Dr. Hauser, one thing that I've really noticed among some technician students, I've seen a lot of technician students or beginning technicians that they just have kind of this generalized fear that they're going to be held to the same standard and same expectations that that an experienced technician they work with, they would be held kind of the same standards there. So what advice do you as a DVM have for, for these folks that are just starting out, just getting their feet wet? what advice do you have for them? Yeah. Um, that's probably is advice for veterinarians too, to remember that, um, beginners, you all know a lot when you come out of school. Um, and so you can start contributing on day one. Um, but realizing that it's going to take a lot of time to gain those skills. And so have patience with yourself, um, and find a place where your teammates will have patience with you. Um, certainly, veterinarians um, need to have patience with with new staff members, whether those are um, fellow veterinarians or technicians or assistants. So realizing that we all start out as beginners and when you start as an LVT, you know a lot. So you can come in and contribute to the practice on day one. And I expect that. However, I also expect it's gonna take you at least six to 12 months to get up to speed at a new job. And when you're a new graduate, it's going to take several years for you to really build the case experience and the technical skills to excel. And that can only come with experience. Yeah. Yeah. I, I totally agree. And I just want to take this time too to add in that you need to make sure that you find a clinic that recognizes that. So it's super important that you find a mentor and that you have a place that understands that while you are a beginner, you do have value to add. So respecting your position and where you are and supporting you with growth and moving forward within your career. So I'd like to end again today with a tech tip for you guys. So mine for today is you guys have skills, man. We just talked about that. You guys have skills, use them, add that value to that clinic. 
Dr. Hauser, did you have one? Uh, sure. Be an advocate for your patient and follow through when you say you'll do something for that pet. And people, people will notice, and that's a, a huge thing in medicine. Patient care is something that we can do in veterinary medicine better than some of our human counterparts. So great. That. Perfect. All right. Well, that wraps us up for today, talking about utilization of technicians in small animal medicine. Join us next time. We'll be talking about utilization of the technician in large animal practice. We'll have another guest, Dr. Jasmine Feist. She's a fantastic large animal veterinarian in our area. And if you have any questions, comments, anything that you'd like to hear about, hear more about on an episode, shoot your questions over to my Facebook page, Kendra the Vet Tech, or shoot me an email at myvettechlife at gmail.com. Thanks guys. (laughs) 